Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Charmed Rewind. Phelan, we're back. Yeah. Yeah. What you gonna do when Phoebe runs wild on you? Phelan, Phelan, this episode's tremendous. It's a tremendous episode of Charmed. (laughs) Is there really something? Is a nice intersection of kind of the two versions of Charmed going on? Yeah. Gosh, yeah. There were a lot of things that I I didn't remember about it that were bad, and then there were things that I didn't remember that were... I'm so glad that I got to experience again for the first time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, the category this time was Phelan's Choices. Yeah. I don't know why I chose this. (laughs) So, uh, it was three episodes that you picked uh, for various reasons, and the winner was Season 3, Episode 12, Wrestling with Demons. (laughs) Truly the most creative of titles they've ever had. (laughs) Yeah. I I wonder if they got it, like, from the Wrestling with Shadows documentary, and if they did, that's a weird place to come up with your title from. No, they're just trying to do a play on words with the the guilt over the uh, the coal betrayal and all that stuff. Yeah, it's literally and figuratively I, wrestling I their demons. That makes more sense. <laughs> I don't think it was a reference to anything. I think they were just very lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in case anyone didn't get by the title of this one, uh, this is where the girls must wrestle some demonic wrestlers to save an yeah. old boyfriend of Prue's. Demonic WCW wrestlers, <laughs> right on the verge of that company's death. <laughs> yeah, do you think that was something that they, like, initiated, or, or if they were writing this episode of Charmed and they're just like, let's reach out to some wrestlers? Yeah, I mean, I don't. WCW is in such a mess by this time period, so I doubt it was any kind of promotional idea by anyone there. Yeah, and it wasn't the same network, yeah. No, it was not the same network. So, yeah, I imagine it's just like, hey, we need some wrestlers, and the WCW schedule was lighter than WWF's at the time, so. They were willing to take whatever. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, they probably could use the work at that time. I don't know what was going on with their pay. And st- I mean, they're still getting paid, but sure, it's just they had the time probably to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to just dive in, go into h- how this episode uh, goes about? No. No. Okay. Well, podcast over. It was a good return. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> So uh, there's a lot of Daryl in this episode. I was yeah. not expecting so much Daryl. Whew. Whew, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he still had some personality going yeah. on. Actually, it was more than I remembered. Like, this episode, he had some things to do. Yeah, there's some weird things, though, like where he's like, Oh, Phoebe, your hair was blonde when I came in, and now it's brown. <laughs> How could this possibly happen? It's like... <laughs> <laughs> you know they're witches at this point in the show. Like, why is it so confounding to you? Like, out of all the things, hair color <laughs> yeah. change. Like, oh man, that's the most wacky spell I ever saw. <laughs> yeah, he seems very into it at this point. He's mm. not. I don't want to know Daryl at this point. Right. He seems pretty like gung ho about the whole thing. Yeah, he's actively trying to help and stuff. Yeah, like the very first scene is him. 
uh, detaining someone because Phoebe has had a vision about him being murdered. So he's like, well, look at the clues and all the people that got murdered, the string of murders, uh, all had their picture in the paper. So we have reason to believe you're in danger. And the other guy was like, uh... I don't care. This is stupid. I'm going to leave. Something like that. He didn't really seem to be buying this. That's... What a lazy way to pick out your victims. Stupid. Just look in the pit. Yeah, it kind of seemed like they were just like, oh, we lost that victim. I don't know. Pick this one. And they just yeah. picked up a paper and some random person. Perlman's running a real shit show over there at his demonic wrestling <laughs> ring. <laughs> just Mr. Killman. Yeah, Killman. That's real good. <laughs> yeah, so when they're doing that, uh, it's not an interrogation, but when he's like talking to him in the interrogation room for some reason, mm -hmm. uh, the girls are at the station, and Phoebe, holy shit, this was a terrible outfit. <laughs> She was wearing a terrible outfit. She had, okay, she had... Like, you sound surprised by this. Yeah, but I mean, like, okay. <laughs> I know, I'm not surprised, but, like, it was Phoebe just... Phoebe was, was wearing so a terrible outfit! So it was an episode of Charmed? You know, <laughs> I, in the pilot, she was kind of normal. <laughs> but it was bad. She had, like, bad braids in her hair, and a flower beanie, and a giant... <laughs> pink poncho with fringe <laughs> this yeah. was mm, she had <laughs> she was committed to this look mm. and they were talking about uh one of the earlier examples of oh phoebe you're not interested in demons but now you are yeah i'm back into this i'm yeah. i'm saving innocence it's cool demons beware the lazy one is back <laughs> demons beware you're in for a scare <laughs> <laughs> Uh, demons are gonna have to wait. I got to find a ring. <laughs> oh God! They're, both of them are are. Mm, it's the seeds of them becoming their worst selves. It's it's yeah, leading. Piper kind of seems like she's all, just about there already. Like less so than, or more so than Phoebe. Phoebe's teetering. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the stuff with Piper was always kind of there, but when you don't have everyone else doing it it's less irritating like mm -hmm. it's like uh, she's just sort of the weird cynical one that's kind of thinking about her own bullshit all the time and some of the deliveries were still funny to me so, but she's so detached to a ridiculous degree like there's things at play here that will cost lives and the fact she's so flimpid about it and like the fact it matters to Prue and she's like, I don't care what Prue wants. Like, yeah, there's a part where they just brush right over like um, her wedding ring is missing through this episode. Leo lost it orbing around and somehow he, he lost the ring and it's their mother's ring. So it's important to her to find it. And they have to find this demon. And uh, Phoebe's trying to look up some sort of way to locate him. And Piper's like, well, Prue's going to have to find it because you know how to get my wedding ring back because I, I need to find my wedding ring. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, she gave to Leo to give back to her at a romantic moment. <laughs> yeah. She's like planning this moment. Yeah. I'm going to make you do something romantic for me. <laughs> <laughs> They're like engaged at this point and she's like, eh, you give this ring back to me later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's her cheat, her top priorities. Ugh. What a repulsive person. 
Like, there's a way to have someone be kind of cynical and make flippant remarks, which would be funny. But she does it at the cost of, like, her character so much. Like, the fact that she just does not care about her sisters half the time. You're just like, what is going on? <laughs> they they could reel her back in a little bit, you know, say things like that. But then, like, okay, no, we need to find this guy or whatever. So it's like, it's funny, but, you know, she does care. Yeah, exactly. Like, at least show that she really does give a shit somewhere in her being. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, uh, this particular case means a lot to Prue because it is an ex of hers uh, who is being converted into a demon. <laughs> yeah, it went to demon school. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a demon, a demonic academy or something. They read yeah. about this in the Book of Shadows. It's, I okay, I have it written down somewhere. What is it? Okay. It's just called Demonic Training Academy. Apparently that is the official name in the Book of Shadows. Well, I mean, I hope Ron Perlman named his something different. <laughs> That's what it is in the... I don't know, maybe there's more than one Demonic Training Academy. Kilman's Killer Wrestling Demon <laughs> Class or something. It's called WCW. Yeah. <laughs> this is where WCW went after it died. It went to the underworld. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. In the Book of Shadows, there's like a definition for this, which is just a place where humans are converted into demons. Like they kill innocents and then they're slowly converted into like demons. Mm -hmm. um, so there's an official definition for this in their book. But at the beginning of the episode, they ask Leo, they're like, can humans be turned into demons? And he's like, I don't know. There's uh, rumors that it could happen, but I can't be sure. <laughs> I don't know. It's like right in the book that they can do this. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's a secret. And you think this would be a, a constant problem that it would be something Leo would know about? Because I imagine they'd have to be doing this a lot, right? Yeah. It doesn't seem like a thing that he shouldn't know about. <laughs> Leo kind of drops the ball a lot, though. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> and the not... ring. <laughs> the one Stupid ring Leo. to rule evil. Leo, you lost my ring! Leo! <laughs> Leo! It's the Eye of Piper! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> She's Sauron and Gollum. Where's my precious? <laughs> Destroy the ring, Leo. She's a villain. No, Sam! I'm gonna marry her! Leo following around Cole. <laughs> Do Cole, don't go where I can't follow! <laughs> Phoebe, we're gonna make some potatoes! Potatoes! <laughs> boil them, mash them, stick them in the stew! Boil them, mash them, boil them, boil them, potato, potato, potato! Potato. Don't want your potatoes! <laughs> Piper eating a raw fish. <laughs> God, okay. Uh, back on track to the episode. <laughs> this, uh, this guy being turned into a demon, he is a man named Tom that Prue used to date. Uh, he is a man with huge gelled hair, generic 90s handsome. Uh, mm -hmm. You will instantly forget him when the episode ends. Uh, I feel yeah. nothing for him. They really should have tried a little more to give this guy some character one way or another so that we cared if he got redeemed. I mean, it's... The only reason I care that he got redeemed because the show does it so 
um, not often. <laughs> it's like, oh, are they actually going to save someone? That would be nice. <laughs> they have this, um, this like, parallel going on here. Um, this is not the first time that there's been someone, like, that Prue's fallen in love with that's evil and to be redeemed or whatever, and the girls are kind of nervous about it. But there's a lot of parallels going on here because this is right in the middle of the coal stuff. So um, Phoebe it's still early stuff so they know that he's uh balthazar and they thought that phoebe vanquished him but she didn't really she let him go and in this episode it comes out that he's still alive but before that phoebe's being all like oh, i think we should just vanquish this guy to prue constantly You're just like what yeah a hypocrite like <laughs> yeah there's this hypocrisy going on here and if if the storyline had kind of ended in a better way i could see how like she knows there's this hypocrisy yeah that you know she she wanted to save him and she thought that it was a mistake that she did it and she's really mad at herself she's not really mad at prue for this Mm -hmm. um and she's projecting all of her issues onto her um and there is like a debate to be had there i suppose in that like cole was treated differently than this guy and like does it matter if he seemed to redeem himself, but he started evil versus this guy who was a human that started out good and was becoming evil. All this stuff uh, that Charmed could have done instead of the road that they took. <laughs> yeah. There's some weird confusion, too, about how evil this Tom is. Like, I guess he's apparently not at all as long as you remove his little arm grill marks. <laughs> Today, I got up, I stepped onto the grill, and I clamped down on my foot. That's it. I don't see what's so hard to believe about that. What is that about? They call them chevrons? Yeah, what is that? chevrons. Like, what is a it's chevron? the V, like, symbol. Is that what it means? A, B, yeah. a V symbol? Yeah, it's that kind of I was just thinking mark. of the car. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the car's logo is a bunch of chevrons. <laughs> but it seems, it just seems weird to call them chevrons. Mm-hmm. Like, the chevrons on his arm. And it's weird anyway, like, as a symbol that he's evil. Like, if he has so many of these, then he's full demon. Like, it's like a loading bar. Like, how demonic is he? Yeah, exactly. He needs to power (laughs) up his evil bar. (laughs) It's like, oh, he's only got five. Needs one more. Like, apparently he just built up his other five, too, during Wrestling Academy. And then, like, to get his sixth and final initiation into Demon Club, he needs to kill someone. And, like, that's yeah. apparently the no turning back point. Then he's demon or whatever. It's just like, okay, but he's still out there attempted murdering people. So it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he, they, they stop him with, like, a fireball, like, inches from a woman's head. Like, hey, let's go save him. And Phoebe's like, yeah, vanquish him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was pretty close there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even Piper is getting in on the complaining, though, about them dating demons all the time. She's like, I'm just trying to date my angel, and you guys keep dating demons. (laughs) (laughs) I like that we saw Piper's nurturing nature in this episode as she's killing all the plants in the house. (laughs) Yeah. Piper waters when she's nervous. (laughs) This is like, uh, bodes well for her babies. (laughs) (laughs) she's a disaster of a person a true disaster but see during this early stuff when like phoebe is somewhat redeemable i do like that contrast there like (laughs) piper is just 
She's such a shrew. She's a shrewish person. She's complaining that Leo's late showing up. Mm-hmm. And then mad about him losing the ring. How did you lose the ring when you're orbiting around helping people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, just watching this episode, you'd just be like, wait, why are these two getting married? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like... 90% of the time she hates his guts. Yeah, I wasn't even, I didn't remember for sure if they were together by this point till like the ring came up. <laughs> till they were talking about getting married. Yeah. Because like Prue was yelling about Leo first and like there's no reaction from Piper about this being her fiance first. <laughs> it's just like I was just like, oh, is this pre their relationship? Oh, no, nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The contempt is already set in. <laughs> You're supposed to at least save that for till after marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait till you hooked him in and then he's trapped, you see? <laughs> so as we alluded to before, uh, Tom is working for Mr. Kelman, or mm. Mr. Kilman, as uh, we've been calling him, um, who is Ron Perlman with a mustache. Yeah. And he has a silly morph effect elevator, which leads down to his evil wrestling ring. Oh and my God. Like, this is the same year Ron Perlman was in the shaft with his mustache, too. So he's like, if it's an elevator thing, I need to have a mustache, <laughs> apparently. Unwritten rule. Now, Phelan, for the uninitiated, I'm sure everyone knows about it. What is the shaft? <laughs> evil elevator movie. <laughs> just sucks people in and kills them yeah the one i remember specifically i think is like it started at the bottom floor and then went all the way to the top and shot someone out so that they went <laughs> flying through the window <laughs> of the building i think that was probably the most memorable part of that <laughs> yeah i'm so glad that 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 came out the same year that this did i like to think that it's a reference to the shaft <laughs> Which was called Down, I guess, first, but after it got released on DVD, it's called The Shaft. Because it got the shaft. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, that old title got the shaft. Yeah, Down with Down. <laughs> it gets the shaft. <laughs> um, so Kelman uh, works for the source. Everything goes back to the source of all evil. Um, and he needs five conversions of... Uh, people like their souls or whatever by some certain time mm -hmm. so he's trying to get that from tom i, I really question though like, like we already mentioned the fact they're just picking out pictures from the paper for their innocence to kill but it's just like why aren't they killing people in some maneuverable way you know like to get some people that are you know like they don't want you know messing with their plans and stuff you'd think there'd be some things in motion with the demonic side, you know, in the normal world. And they're like, okay, this person's going to be a problem. You should kill them, you know? <laughs> now, yeah. Just two birds with one stone. Yeah. yeah, he just picks up a, a paper and he's like, how about this one? That's literally how it goes. Just just go after this one. Yeah, until it comes to Tom should kill his mother. And then they act like, oh, yeah, but he wants him to kill his mother so that'll make sure he doesn't have any humanity first. Like, are, but this was like third string choice for him. Like, <laughs> why wasn't mother first choice? <laughs> Always go for the mother first. <laughs> 
It's like either you choose someone who's yeah gonna make this demonic conversion more complete, or someone who's actually worth killing and helping you achieve your evil goals. Just get this. Let's throw a dart at a dartboard and pick at random. <laughs> He's not a particularly smart villain, is mm. the thing. No, he's an idiot. <laughs> I, I don't get his demon school. You know, just the fact that he's like, all right, you got some humanity stink on you. You're going to get into the ring, and then my wrestlers <laughs> are going to beat the human out of you again. Unless you lose, and then you get sucked to hell, I guess. Yeah, or if you kill another person. I don't really know what my motivations are. The wrestling thing seems very shoehorned in. I would not be surprised if this episode was not written with wrestling in mind. Mm -hmm. Like it was just about killing and converting people, and then somehow wrestling got involved at some point. Yeah, could Cause be. Because there's a huge mix of things going on here. And then like, yeah. he's got like a phantasm ball that he throws around to kill people. Yeah, and he's and got like, like just... soccer paraphernalia up in his normal office. I, well, I think they say something about the reason that he that Tom went to him and mm. why other humans go to him is because specifically athletes, I guess. I don't he, know why he athletes just manages all kinds of athletes. All kinds of athletes. Okay. Um they go to him to help take care of their problems, usually financial, and then they're obligated to do this, which is, so Tom's got some money problems, and he goes to him. So I guess they're saying, like, all sports are him. <laughs> all sports lead here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the part where um, Tom goes to him, and he's like, listen, uh, I didn't get the innocent, but I could promise you three witches. How about that? Mm -hmm. And then Ron Perlman's like, I don't care about witches. I care about deadlines. <laughs> so bad writing. <laughs> but he's like one of the few demons, like could not care less about the charmed ones. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. We got other things going on here. <laughs> give me a fucking human soul. This seems to imply that like witch souls are different. Like they wouldn't like they're 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 like less than human, yeah, so they wouldn't they're count. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> they're evil. They're like demon souls. You don't want those. Yeah, like the charmed ones. Even yeah, when uh, Prue makes the deal with them, she's like, "All right, if um, we beat your wrestlers, you know, we get to walk free and get Tom. If you win, you get us and Tom." And he's like, "All right, but if we win, we're just gonna kill you." <laughs> well, wouldn't they be more useful if you converted them somehow? Made them fight no, some just more? just gonna kill them? Yeah, just kill them. <laughs> like, I don't know if they can't be converted. It's not very clear about if that could work. I think the subject could have came up, at least. <laughs> yeah, he's not a good long-term planner. <laughs> or short-term planner. Yeah. Um, they have this this whole, like, argument when they're comparing the, like, Cole and the Tom thing, where, like, Piper's like, so do we know if Tom even wants to be saved, though? Like, you know, they didn't, they didn't save Cole, but, like, the Tom thing, like, Prue's just so sure that mm -hmm. they gotta save him, but he's never at any point, like, showing that he's innocent. She yeah. just sort of, like, knows instinctively that they need to help him. Yeah, we should have seen some glimpse that he's struggling with this. Like, they don't give this Tom character anything, really, though. Yeah. 
at least here's what I'll give the Phoebe thing in this episode. She does feel guilty about it. She kind of flip-flops, but she does feel guilty about it, mm-hmm. um, which is why the girls find it suspicious that she is wanting to help in a sense. <laughs> I knew it was suspicious. You were just guilty. Uh-huh. <laughs> She reveals it to Piper first, and then throughout the episode, Piper's just sniping at Phoebe in front of Prue, so that, <laughs> because she knows Prue doesn't know yet. So it's like, oh, yeah. she's like, you know, not killing someone and saying you did, right, Phoebe? Wink, wink. Oh! <laughs> I think it's sort of uh, Piper's, like, not-give-a-shit attitude about everything, um... I think hurts this storyline a bit because this is like the big rift with the sisters. Mm -hmm. The fact that the Cole thing came between them. And then um, they have a talk at the end where Prue is saying like, you know, you betrayed us by not telling us about this and lying about it and putting us all in danger. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it hurts it a little bit because Prue is so hurt by this, but Piper could not care less. No. Piper does not care that her life is in danger, their life is in danger. She is just worried about wedding plans, yeah. watering plants. The, the thing she seemed to care about the most when finding it, it was like, oh, this is ammunition to use against Phoebe in front of Prue. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Good one, Piper. She even has, she has this line uh, later in the episode, which is pretty funny. She says, if I die before I get married, I'm going to be really mad at the two of you. <laughs> Even when they're, like, in danger. Like, she, hey, marriage. Mm-hmm. Daryl has a visit from Leo at one point. And I'm like, he's like, whoa, whoa, you can't just orb in here. Like, runs to close the doors. <laughs> I like when he, he just stops by to bug him and then leaves without saying goodbye. And then Daryl yeah. like, that ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's cold. <laughs> this is the plight of Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> um, in order to find Tom, they use a lost and found spell that Phoebe has come up with that she wanted to use to find Cole, which leads to the whole confession. Mm-hmm. Um. And this leads to, like, a bunch of missing things coming back in the episode uh, at random. Uh, For comedic effect, uh, Piper finds the lost ring. They have a bunch of old socks. Um, Their grandma's old dog comes back? Yeah, this is, like, one of those things they clearly put in and did not think about the ramifications (laughs) of at all. They act like they don't care at all about their grandmother's dog coming back. Like... There should be some kind of connection, I would think, to their grandmother's dog. Just like, <laughs> Maybe no. she had just gotten him when he was when he disappeared. <laughs> you know? They said it was seven years that he was gone. Uh-huh. Which means you should be like, oh wow, this dog's back or something. But they just Rasputin. Rasputin. Their grandma named their dog Rasputin. Yeah. Ra ra Rasputin. <laughs> Rasputin. never seen again after no. the episode though so they just tossed him in the pound right uh-huh rasputin's one and only it's just like ah <laughs> you are Poor terrible rasputin. yeah you, <laughs> like oh no our grandmother's dog's back anyway get out of here <laughs> the end of the episode should have been like smash cut to the two graves in the backyard their cat and rasputin <laughs> It's like shallow graves with coyotes digging the body. Oh, God. You just see a rotten paw being dug out. 
<laughs> the dog's still moving. <laughs> ah, we didn't kill him enough. <laughs> Shovel. I thought I overwatered him enough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it turns into Pet Cemetery. All their pets they killed come for revenge. <laughs> that goldfish they flushed is flopping on the ground toward them. <laughs> They're fucking dead. And yeah, this dumb spell, like, it starts bringing back lost souls. I guess because the Charmed Ones claimed a few souls over the years. And some souls are just flying around. <laughs> I imagine it was Piper who must have been stealing people's souls and then misplaced them. <laughs> no, no, my poor unfortunate souls. Yeah. <laughs> I stole their voice. <laughs> imagine her stealing some girl's voice. <laughs> you have chance at true love, but I need your voice. <laughs> her, two, her two children curling up like eels around her. <laughs> flotsam, jetsam. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Oh. Uh, Holly Marie Cones for Ursula in that live action oh, remake. Oh, man. Let's start a petition. It's too good is the thing. But they have to do the divine makeup on her. They uh, have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Phoebe has a line when they're finding all of this lost stuff where she says, I hope this doesn't affect my virginity. <laughs> but the stupidest thing that comes back is her old hair color. Yeah, that's so stupid. It's like, it's such an almost joke. Like, Aww. her hair is blonde at this point. And it's ver a very light blonde, too. I kind of forget, like, oh, it's supposed to be, yeah. like, blonde, technically. But it turns back to the normal shade of brown. It's such a dumb joke. They actually walk you through it. She goes and like, oh, I went to the sink and bleached my hair and I lost my brown hair. It's like, okay, we know. <laughs> it's stupid. Thanks. Yeah, the fact that they had to explain it so much means that it was not a good joke. Because if you have to explain why this works with a lost and found spell, mm -hmm. mm, it's a kind of a stretch. Yeah. And this is an ongoing issue where they just have dumb things coming to the house for a while and they're, they're acting like, oh, we need to stop this, but then they don't for a while. And then when Phoebe finally does stop, it's just her reading a line off. It's like, why yeah. didn't she do that earlier? It wasn't even something she had to look up. She just had it yeah, on the top of up. her head. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, why was Prue so surprised when they say they have the lost and found spell? And she's like, oh, you came up with it so quickly. It's like, well, if you could just, like, pull something out of your ass, why? Of course. Like, mm -hmm. why wouldn't it be that quickly? Yeah. They do this shit all the time. It's so inconsistent, like, what they need to research or come up with and what they can just make up, like, a Dr. Seuss poem or something. Mm -hmm. This whole episode is, like, the girls telling each other what to do, though, isn't it? Like, you go do this, you go do that. I want to do this and you go do that. Mm -hmm. Why don't you go check on this? Yeah. Why don't you come up with a spell? I got other things to do. Do this. <laughs> Prue's gonna go have to help her stupid ex-boyfriend or Sal, because I got a ring to find. <laughs> well, even when, like, Daryl comes to the door and they're interrogating Tom, because they find him through the lost and found spell, and they, they tie him up, even when that's going on, like, Prue's like, hey, you go answer the door, and I'm gonna wait here. I'm gonna talk to Tom. Mm -hmm. You go do that. <laughs> yeah. 
The Lost and Founds fell made that paper come to them with all the things blanked except the one woman he is going to kill. Yeah, they got a newspaper uh, a la early edition where it has like uh, all of the pictures missing except the one that was the clue for what they needed. Yeah, that was weird. It didn't really seem to match with the other stuff. It just appeared, all the other missing things, including living things, because the dog showed up. Mm-hmm. So you would think they would show up, and also Cole, who the spell was originally for. Right. But that doesn't happen. No, he's not in this episode, so it doesn't work. Do you think um, Tom really... I guess he was just faking it when he says he doesn't remember Prue? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no. I don't know if they were trying to imply, like, he just forgot a lot of things, like, but there's little bits of his humanity, if they can get him to remember, bring him back. Or if, like, he's just saying it because he's either trying to fuck with her or just spare her and just get her out of there. Mm-hmm. Or their relationship wasn't that memorable to him. <laughs> it could be. It was not. I mean, she doesn't mention him again, so yeah. it's like <laughs> good old Tom. Was high school, Prue. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> what? Were you the one I had sex with that one time and then you were so clingy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to remember you. It doesn't really play into anything, though. The fact that he doesn't remember her or does or whatever the case actually is. Like, that could actually mean something if it was a character that they had built, like, a backstory for. Like, a, a true rounded character to be like, yeah. that hurts that he doesn't remember her. But, I mean, like, it's just... It's so nothing. Yeah, Tom's more of a prop in this episode than a character plot device thing. Mm-hmm. So she decides she's gonna let him loose... And pretend that it was an accident so that they can follow him back to the evil uh, evil wrestling ring. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Prue puts on all of her leather, puts on a leather outfit, and <laughs> kicks the door open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we, um, we see Buff Bagwell fighting some jobber demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go to the evil wrestling ring where they need a refresher course. Otherwise, mm. they're going to hell. <laughs> yeah. So that guy has to fight Buff Bagwell. <laughs> yeah, it's just some random guy, some other guy. I guess you need some human beat out of him or something. But it's just... Okay, Buff beats this guy, shows he's the stuff or whatever, pins him, then he falls down to hell. It's just like, well, did that help Ron Perlman's plan at all? I think it just it just took his soul, right? I think. I, I don't know what that means. Because, I mean, like, I don't know what the benefit of... Okay, I, either you go to hell and you become a demon, or you beat them and you become a demon? Like, I don't know what... I, I don't <laughs> what know. Is your, what, what is the ideal outlook for this situation? Yeah, it doesn't seem like sucking them into the ring, like, does anything <laughs> beneficial. Like, that's not going to help Ron Perlman meet his quota of converted people, so I don't get that. <laughs> Phelan, can we talk about this this green screen effect that they, uh, <laughs> they do? Wonderful. <laughs> they do, like, the funnel effect on the ring, so it, like, <laughs> shoots down, and you see fiery pit below it as they're screened flailing <laughs> it's it's the classic bad falling shot of yeah. someone laying on their back on a green screen and just flailing their arms going Aah! yeah i'm falling <laughs> for real and making them smaller <laughs> and the bad flame cgi and the like the ring looks all warped and shitty too mm -hmm. oh tremendous yeah like 
Why couldn't Ron Perlman get a better arena down in the underworld? <laughs> like the grand unveiling of the underworld and charmed, and it's kind of a dinky warehouse ring setup. <laughs> Yeah, this was the first time they went to the Underworld uh-huh. and Charmed, and it was that. And it was a dumb wrestling ring, and it wasn't even a good setup. <laughs> he's a he's a small-time demon. He's got to get a lot more souls before he can get some, some real real estate in the Underworld for his wrestling <laughs> ring, you know? <laughs> he's still in the indie circuit right now. <laughs> Do you like wrestlers' signature moves? Does that beat more human out of them? Because we didn't see Buff do like the blockbuster or anything. <laughs> he just kind of did some clotheslines and some other lazy moves. Yeah, he uh, he fights a couple people. Yeah. He gets two matches, but neither of them are that memorable. Yeah. He also fights Tom for a bit, but like you pointed out, what happens to Buff Bagwell? He just disappears. Yeah, yeah, because like yeah, there's a fight later with Scott Steiner and Booker T. <laughs> And, like, Buff Bagwell's not involved with that one. And then, like, after that, it's like him and Ron Perlman walk off. But that's the end of Buff Bagwell in the episode. (laughs) He's like, okay. Just uh, cut to him at the end of the episode, like, waiting at the restaurant. But Ron Perlman's never going to show up. (laughs) (laughs) He's just drinking wine, sadly. (laughs) I'll I'll say uh, Buff Bagwell did break out a double-arm DDT. So that was something. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Buff Bagwell had his chevrons on his calves? <laughs> his calf implants? <laughs> Definitely, on each calf. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's so high up, he needed them on both. <laughs> he's, he's top level. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, Kelman can't be frozen by Piper's powers, because he's got extra lines on his arm, which means he's more powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, they go in there and they, like, freeze everyone. So Piper freezes Tom. <laughs> and Ron Perlman's just mad about this. Like, she's like, yeah, good luck killing an innocent now. <laughs> Ron Perlman's like, unfreeze him. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I did like too, like she said, even if you kill me, he'll stay frozen forever. And then, like, Phoebe, I think, leans over, yeah. like, is that true? <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> what idiot. <laughs> but it seems they are at a Mexican standoff. Mm. And so, so in order to get him unfrozen, in order to, to squash this beef, uh, quash this beef, what is the term? Squash? Calamari this beef. <laughs> In order to uh, hibachi this beef. <laughs> um, uh, the girls decide that they're going to fight his wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And if they win, they get Tom back. And if they lose, then Kelman gets all of their souls. Yeah. You think... They have three wrestlers in this episode, so you're like, okay, it's going to be the three wrestlers versus the three charmed ones. Then Piper is not involved. <laughs> yeah, Piper just decides she's going to be on the sidelines because she's just got a freezy power, as if that wouldn't help in this situation. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so <laughs> Scott Steiner and Booker T come out, their yeah. big reveal. And uh, so Prue and Phoebe are going to have to fight them. And then Scott Steiner starts doing like a promo. Yeah, he cuts a (laughs) kind of mid Scott Steiner promo, not totally out in the woods, but it's a little bit there. (laughs) 
<laughs> he says, you look at this face. This is the face of pain. And I'm going to bring the pain. You're going to ask for mercy, but I don't know the meaning of the word. That's going to ask for mercy, but I don't know the meaning of the word. Yeah. <laughs> was he the one that did the the bad promo like i'm i got half the brains of y- you have or something or but you know and i know that you're only half the man that i am and i have half the brain that you do no that was sid vicious but scott steiner's done a lot of insane promos <laughs> you're just like i don't know what he's talking about <laughs> <laughs> There's a really funny one where he's talking about math and his like fraction of winning. He's like, oh, I got like eight thirty-two chance of beating him. And then if <laughs> they do this, it means we have one seventeenth of the. <laughs> Just like what? <laughs> you take your thirty-three and a third chance minus my twenty-five percent chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. Uh, it's the roids, all right. <laughs> Don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> And it was um, his brother, Rick Steiner, that ran in with Chucky on WCW. (laughs) Oh, fuck. If only, if only Chucky had been in this episode. (laughs) Oh, man. Wrestling's greatest hits. Yeah. (laughs) This is um, an iconic moment in television. Um, This is the uh, truly the best wrestling has ever brought us. Um, the best part of the episode, uh, Prue and Phoebe in the ring, mm. and like, oh my, like, this can't be, this can't be any legal moves. They're doing all these, like, backflips and <laughs> scissor kicks, and they're jumping in the air and kicking them in the face and mm. doing all these, like, martial arts. Mo- you can't do martial arts in a wrestling match. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> that action, you know, they have people who do martial arts moves in wrestling a lot. Do they do that? Yeah. That doesn't seem like, like it if would someone be... has any technique of doing that type of stuff, they'll use it in wrestling. But that would seem like something when you're doing like mixed fighting, not just wrestling. No, that's in wrestling. Oh, well, my bad. This is realistic, then. (laughs) There's stunt doubles, like, in slow-mo, perfect seeing the stunt doubles. Yeah. As they're doing, like, the wire work. I like that Prue and Phoebe have these moves that they don't display very often. (laughs) Like, like they don't get this action-y all the time. Like, I do remember there was, like, this big reveal that, like, Prue could do some of these moves, and, like, Phoebe was taking self-defense classes, so they have some that, stuff. That means she can do all these kip-ups and no, flip No, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> all the flips and stuff, I don't remember Phoebe doing that all the time. Like, she had some moves, but not that. Yeah. And I think Prue's had something to do with, like, her powers that she could, like, kind of float or fly or run off of things or something. Yeah. If we, yeah, we got a magical explanation about, like, they've enhanced their fighting with magic, I'd accept it, but they don't do this very often. And it would be useful in some cases, but half the time, like, especially later in the show, like, the way they win is just Piper comes in and flings her hands out and yeah, something yeah. blows up and like, oh, yay, lazy day, We let's go home. <laughs> I, I mean, I, at this point in the show, especially during season three in the middle of the, like, Cole-Phoebe romance, it, it was still very heavily Buffy-inspired, so I think they did include a lot more 
um, action scenes that they do later mm-hmm. um, than they do later. Because, uh, I mean, you would get scenes of, like, you know, um, this was, like, the beginning of season four, but you would have things like Cole and Phoebe just, like, training together, like an Angel Buffy montage or or Spike, you know, stuff like that. And um, so I think maybe that was part of why they had the action focus and just sort of shifted away from that, because they were going more into, like, sex in the city and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, uh, but this is this is more ridiculous than like. Uh, it's not the fact that they're doing all these martial arts moves. It's the fact they're fighting these wrestlers, and you see like Scott Steiner and Booker T suplexing mm-hmm. Alyssa Milano and Shannon Doherty. Yeah. Like, what in the world are we watching? <laughs> yeah. I love that there's a very blatant worked kick Booker T does on Alyssa Milano, or you just see him stomping the mat. <laughs> yeah, and then they do a close-up of him just stomping the mat. Yeah. Why would they cut to a close-up of that? I don't know. <laughs> and then, like, I mean, you're supposed to cheat around it. Why would you just highlight yeah. that it wasn't oh, real? Even even uh, evil wrestling is fake. <laughs> They're just putting on it. <laughs> show <laughs> to be to be a fly on the wall when they are when they are practicing these <laughs> wrestling mat like just the training for this episode them trying to teach them these wrestling moves mm-hmm. just outstanding yeah <laughs> booker t does the scissor kick to phoebe and it like <laughs> it almost looks like he's gonna spin a rooney it's like oh is he gonna do oh, and then he doesn't uh. <laughs> <laughs> Booker T gets no lines except like, uh. He <laughs> <laughs> just yells at that scene. I love the part where um, Phoebe uses Prue as a weapon. Like, she just picks her up and swings her around and hit them in the face. <laughs> See, now that's illegal foreign objects. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they fall on the ground. They pin them for just a three second pin. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and then the floor starts opening up and. but during the match ron perlman shoots out one of his phantasm balls and seemingly kills piper and like shannon doherty has the biggest non-reaction to this like it's stabbed into the her back of her neck area like she should be dead and and Doherty's like all right well we'll save her by winning the match yeah they seem certain that that they can save her easy and like compare this to like all hell breaks loose the the season three finale when like they have a part where uh where piper gets shot Mm-hmm. And she's, like, cradling her sister, trying to get her to the hospital, and, like, it's super intense, and she thinks she's gonna die. Mm-hmm. And she she does eventually end up dying, but, like, the moment that she's hit with that bullet, she's ready to just, like, fuck up this whole town, because her sister is dying. Here, she gets stabbed in the back with this, falls face first on the ground, which is immensely satisfying yeah. to see. It's pretty much ding-dong, the witch is dead. Yeah. <laughs> And then they're just like, just keep on wrestling. We'll, it's fine. Leo will help. Yeah. Leo will save her. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, they don't even say that first, though. Like, once they finish the match, I think they're like, we'll get Leo on this. But they're just like, yeah, we'll win the match. Actually, like, they get up there and Leo's there and like, what are you doing here, Leo? Yeah, they didn't 
didn't know he was going to be there, but also they didn't try calling him. And they have a line in the episode where, like, Leo says that he's having trouble finding them because they're in the underworld. He can't sense them. Mm -hmm. But, like, they don't know that he can't find them there. This is the first time they've ever been to the underworld. They don't make any sort of attempt to call him like any urgency in this situation they just get in the elevator like let's go (laughs) they just drag her body too which is really hilarious (laughs) (laughs) pretty good it's just like i like and you also compare the fact like this doesn't kill piper yet getting flung into a wall kills prue yeah (laughs) well i mean prue's got a paper mache head she just had no chance (laughs) You would think this would be the climax of the episode. I remembered it being, like, the ending. Mm -hmm. But it was. There's, like, seven minutes left after this, which is a real letdown. Because after that wrestling match, it's like... Yeah, they're not going to top that. (laughs) I just... I just I can't get over them clearly killing Piper on screen and then being like, Leo, heal this, and then he does. He heals her clothes, and she's fine, and she's like, I found our wedding ring! Yeah, that's one thing. Like, what... (laughs) You were dead. <laughs> she does. She never cares that she dies in the show. Every time she seemingly dies or does die and comes back, she's like, "Oh well, <laughs> oh I died again, huh?" They almost like beheaded her, and then like they look at her <laughs> decapitated, and they go, oh, "It's not that bad. Leo can fix." <laughs> like what? <laughs> Clearly dead. <laughs> just thinking about like in phantasm i don't know if they use the same proper it's just very similar but like it's definitely looks like the phantasm ball how anytime someone's killed with that thing in that movie like it goes and drills into their head and it's mm-hmm. gory and nasty and this is in her back but it's just like meh <laughs> she'll be fine yeah and like there's plenty of blood too they pull it out <laughs> Yeah, they're... Yoink! Yeah. <laughs> How many times does Leo have to, like, dislodge weapons from his wife or he- yeah. heal her and look at her gory remains? <laughs> like, how many blades are on this? Like, three? There's, like, three long blades stabbed into the yeah. back of Piper's neck. She's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's t- yeah, it's in the middle of her back. She ain't she ain't going to be <laughs> well, It was in the middle of her back. It was long. towards the neck area around the top okay, of her okay. back. Okay, it was I remember it being between the shoulder blades, but it yeah, could have been higher up. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely area. not somewhere you'd want to be stabbed. Not no. ideal. <laughs> it looked like a, a pretty fatal place most of the time. Well, to get for stabbed. the amount of time that they take to get to it, it yeah. she's not going to be doing too good. Yeah, I mean, like you know, anywhere getting stabbed around the spinal cord like that, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, <laughs> they decide that they're going to lure Tom in back at the house by like getting his mom there. And Prue's like, I'll call Morris. They're <laughs> yeah. just calling him Morris. Yeah. Morris. And they think, um, the elders think, this is Leo's contribution, okay? This is what he does in every episode. It's like, heal someone because he's convenient, and the elders think, blah, 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 here's the exposition. <laughs> mm-hmm. Goodbye. I'll wait to be yelled at next week. So so he's like, the elders think, if you can get Tom to turn against Kelman, this is how you can defeat him. So they show up to kill the mom. They've brought the mom there. Uh, but then Tom ends up throwing the phantasm ball back at uh, at Ron Perlman because uh, his mother saved him. 
Well, he he throws a fireball at his mom first, and then it's not till Prue's like, "Hey, look at your mom. You should maybe think about how much you love her and not kill her." And he's like, "Ooh, <laughs> never Wait thought a of minute. it." Wait a minute, I do way. like my mom. <laughs> his mom was over there doing the bug eyes thing. <laughs> <laughs> all she's doing she's just giving them these big bug eyes i love her 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 non-reaction to finding out demons exist and her son trying to kill her yeah, her son <laughs> shooting a fireball at her. <laughs> oh well but yeah it's like you know ron hurt perlman in his extreme chevroned up arm and then just easily this wiener not even full demon boy throws his phantasm <laughs> ball back at him yeah. insta dead <laughs> insta dead well i guess because all the the lost souls went after him <laughs> all of the souls they wanted piper but they couldn't have her so they went after Ron <laughs> well i think that only really happened after he died <laughs> no well i mean he didn't last as long as as Piper did with the ball in him, but I think he was still alive, and the souls were, they were both kind of dragging him to hell. I guess it was still is a really easy defeat. It definitely was. It it was no. I'm not scared of you anymore. No. I'm not afraid anymore. No. Like maybe if you got back up and was like, you know, I'm gonna still get you, and then the souls got him but they don't do a very good job explaining what the souls are no they're just like lost souls that's the joke <laughs> yeah i don't know if they're like souls that he took but it's not souls they lost unless it's like innocence they got killed or something No, it, it must be souls they lost because yeah, it because came it's back things to that them they lost so, yeah so that's what i was joking about earlier like piper stealing some souls <laughs> Because they they seem very worried about this, and they have a line earlier in the episode where they think that demons that they vanquished might come back, and it's like if if that was what it was, like demon souls, maybe, but they don't say that. They seem to just yeah. which they just say souls, which makes it even dumber that they left this lost spell on while they were out. <laughs> It's fine. We'll get back to it. Oh, you said one line and it's fixed. Why didn't yeah. we do this earlier? Say your old nursery rhyme, Phoebe. Turn it off. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> this was all a um a big lesson for Phoebe, who says what I'm sure what they thought was a very nice line. <laughs> I guess some guys are worth saving after all. <laughs> I like the Charmedwick you noted. This was like the third time, I guess, Prue brought home a guy to try and save against her sister's <laughs> wishes. And every time it's worked. So it's like, oh, so that's why those two are always just so miserable and never want to save innocence. It was really Prue. I mean, a page kind of picks up the mantle after she's the only one who wants to save anyone after this. It's just like, why? Why do these two just sit in their own misery? <laughs> Ugh. The the page thing makes sense too when you uh, when you realize apparently this was a rumor that uh, a lot of her storylines initially for season four were things that they had planned for Prue, mm -hmm. but obviously Prue wasn't around anymore, so yeah. just you know cut and paste. And the yeah. fact that she seems to be the one that cares about people <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, transferred over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> mm. uh, but the important thing is, at the end of the episode, uh, 
Piper and Leo are going to go out on a nice dinner date. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> and, uh, is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Leo shows up in his casual suit jacket and V-neck shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Piper explodes his pants and says, you don't deserve pants. <laughs> <laughs> Poor unfortunate pants. <laughs> <laughs> I hated your fucking chinos. <laughs> and then Wyatt and Chris show up like, hey, we're playing Xbox. And then we noticed that we didn't exist anymore. And like, what? Why don't we exist anymore? Because <laughs> you exploded dad's dick. What's yeah. up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should be blowing up dad's dick, mom. <laughs> uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the Chris show, it's coming on soon. <laughs> Coming soon to the CW. The Quiz Show. I slept with a zombie. <laughs> okay, the real last scene is that um, Phoebe, <laughs> Phoebe and Prue have a uh, wrestling they have a match. <laughs> they have a wrestling match. They're like, let's decide this w- w- womano e womano. Um, Belt shot and Phoebe steals the championship. They, ha- they, they have a yappa pie match. <laughs> Yeah, Prue, you, you're going to ask for mercy, but I don't know the meaning of the word. <laughs> I'm going to cast a spell on your ass. Phoebe screwed Phoebe. I have no sympathy whatsoever for Phoebe. <laughs> I'm half the witch you are. <laughs> and I have half the brains that you do. <laughs> when the end of the world comes, <laughs> I'm going to put you on my back and backstroke us to safety. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Will you be under the water? Ah! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Call! <laughs> um, they have a conversation about this, um, this stuff with Cole, and uh, Phoebe apologizes to Prue about lying to her about this, and Prue uh, does not accept this at all, actually. She's like, you think that fixes it? Like, you lied to us and you betrayed us. I mean, there's something about, like, Prue just, like, not accepting an apology at all, like, that's kind of interesting, but, um, I think the fact that Prue calls Phoebe into account for things Mm -hmm. is why they decided to get rid of her. (laughs) (laughs) We must get rid of Prue. (laughs) Accountability, we can't have that. <laughs> Saving people, accountability, she's everything we hate. <laughs> what, what did you think of that scene, though? Uh, well, I, I agree on that hand. On the other side, I guess it's like she is ignoring the fact that she just saved someone she cared about. And there is no real acknowledgement of that on her on her half. <laughs> If they had actually made any attempts to save Cole later, like when they could, but they didn't, if they had continued with the storyline they were doing where Phoebe really wants to redeem him, mm-hmm. whether you believe that he's redeemable or not, she believes that he is a, a redeemable person. Like, it, it is hypocritical of Prue not to see that, mm-hmm. because just because you start out with evil intentions, if you are truly... Um, trying to change your ways Mm -hmm. then you should have uh, the ability to do that and at that point he had started to show 
tendencies to help them and that he he did want to do good and and they established that he was part human too so there was a part of him that wasn't that mm-hmm. like if Prue acknowledged you know like I understand you know you had deep feelings for him and you want to fix him but that doesn't excuse you know you lying to us and stuff and it still wasn't fixed then I wouldn't yeah. have as much problem with it the way that they do it in this episode, I mean, they're both being hypocrites about it, but yeah. <laughs> in a way that it makes sense in the story. It's not like w- when you see the stuff later that is just like, it's so infuriating because it's just the show being hypocritical and just saying because they're the main characters, they're right. Mm-hmm. Um, versus here where they're both just kind of stuck butting heads because of the same issues that they're projecting onto each other. And it's a very murky issue. So, I mean, like, I think they're they're allowed to have the characters be flawed as long as you're acknowledging this. And the story does move forward from that later rather than just kind of staying at this, oh, well, I'm right stage. Right. I find it interesting, I guess, that Piper's not involved with this chat at all. Like I assume, no, she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, she's over in the corner, probably eating popcorn. Like, <laughs> they're fighting. <laughs> Whoever wins, I win. <laughs> Kill each other, see if I can. <laughs> yeah, I do wish that she was involved with this storyline in some way, because there's all this stuff about them butting heads, and it used to be, at least in the pilot, they set it up, like Piper is stuck in the middle, and she can't choose between her sisters but at this stage like she just is just in her own world all the time and just doesn't care about what's going on there Mm -hmm. other than gloating at phoebe about this knowledge that that cole's around yeah yeah piper doesn't care about anything she didn't care about being stabbed in the neck like (laughs) (laughs) she is uh piper the invincible piper destroyer of worlds Mm -hmm. (laughs) piper the end of times. <laughs> yeah. Be like, you know, I was there stabbed, bleeding out, dying, and you guys finished a wrestling match? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would probably have good reason to be mad at them for that, but she she isn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> if we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at Sacrifice. Well, uh, that, that's all I have really to say about the episode. Overall, what, what did you think of it? Uh, it's when Charm's still entertaining, but there are seeds of what Charmed is to become in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I had the most fun out of the ones we've watched so far with this one in the mm-hmm. rewatch. Yeah. Like, it's silly, and it's like... When you compare it to a lot of like shows from that time, like genre shows, it's not really like stand out bad it's just sort of like a funny goofy thing that they did yeah it's ridiculous having the demons running a wrestling academy through a magic elevator oh man it's that's that supreme 90s early 2000s goodness with Mm -hmm. the the wrestling co-promotion going on and just just a big mess and I, i love that ron perlman's the guest in this one like i always enjoy watching him and uh yeah, I had a good time with this one. It was fun. Yeah, I do think they kind of wasted the opportunity. Like, I don't know if they could never get him back, but I feel like maybe <laughs> if you built him up a little bit better in this episode to be this kind of evil 
um, business demon type guy, you could have had him come back at least a couple more times. Sure, he could have been their greatest enemy, like Barbus. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but I guess that's sort of on par for normal charmed, in that like they just have good guest stars and then waste them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's all I got on wrestling with demons. Uh, We're going to be back with another Charmed Rewind sometime. Uh, If you guys enjoyed this. Following the saga of Buff Bagwell Demon. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) There's so many episodes to choose from. Spin off. (laughs) The Chris and Buff Bagwell show. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They're buddy cops. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so good uh, so if you guys enjoyed this Charmed Rewind uh, appreciate it <laughs> if you um, would give us a comment or a like or um, tweet about it hashtag uh, the Buff Bagwell and Chris show <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, hashtag Phantasm Ball uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hashtag Pearlman Vader <laughs> oh like Pearlman Elevator yes. Vader not, not Darth Vader no <laughs> All right, uh, we'll see you Charmanders next time. Bye.